God who restores. Uh, this is such a hot topic for me. I was listening to uh, Bradley Jerzak teach on this, and oh my goodness, uh, this is such this resonates so much in my spirit. When I wrote Mark by Love, I have in the appendix a um, just this all things summary. Uh, and it was like, oh my goodness, he's preaching my message and I love it because it's not my message. It's God's message, right? So we're going to talk about a God who restores and how sweeping God is. Uh, you know, when we, when, when you look at the human condition, it is really easy to start to get overwhelmed. When you look at your condition, <laughs> let's put it down where it, where it, uh, you know, where the rubber meets the road. It's really easy to get, start to get overwhelmed and hopeless and discouraged, right? To have the courage sucked right out of you, right? And so this is why God is constantly look unto me, the author and the finisher of faith. And, and what is our faith saying? It's like, Jesus, you really pulled this off, right? You really pulling it off, like in the midst of death, destruction, decay, you know, you're looking at your bodies like, okay, that's like a thing. <laughs> and you're looking at the wars and rumors of wars and lack and scarcity and all of that. And, 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 um, you know, all, all the different things, wicked things that we do as human beings. And it's really easy to get overwhelmed. So, you know, and how many of you are like, God, where are you in this? And we know that he's in, but where are you? I want to see you manifesting. And so going inward and connecting with a God who's not just restoring the little detail before you, and he is, okay, but he's restoring all things. And so let's just dive in because there's so many scriptures that bring this about. So if you go to Acts 3, I'm reading this from the New American Standard, and he talks about, this is Paul, and uh, Paul was saying, but the things which God previously announced by the mouths of all the prophets that his Christ would suffer. I love that. Um, um, he has fulfilled in this way. Therefore, we repent and return. This is our thoughts, right? So what is our problem? Our problems in our heads. We're jacked up in our heads, right? So that your sins, your fallen ways of being, right? Your fallen identities, um, uh, I missed my spot here. It's right there and I'm not saying, <laughs> oh, maybe wiped away. These fallen ways of being God is after like that. Yeah, that's going in conformity to the image of God in order that the times of refreshing who needs to be refreshed. Okay. Yes. Uh, may come from the presence of the Lord. So the presence of the Lord refreshes, causes us to transcend and that he may send Jesus the Christ appointed for you, which heaven must receive until the period of the restoration of all things. This is what's going on now about which God spoke by the mouths of his holy prophets from ancient times. God is restoring all things. And sometimes it's so covert and sometimes it's so sweeping. We don't see it, right? 
Oh my goodness, but it's covert and sweeping, right? Let's go to Ephesians uh, 1.9. It says, He made the known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure. He's a happy God, by the way. <laughs> Which he set forth in him regarding his plan of the fullness of the times to bring all things together in Christ. All things together in Christ. It's his creation. You're his creation. Who he adores. He adores his creation. He adores the little birds. He adores the squirrels. He adores all of it. And he adores you, bringing together all things in him, things in heavens and things on the earth, right? This is where we're having issues, right? And he put all things in subjection under his feet and made him the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. What is God? God fills all in all. And our problem is that we are blind to see it because we're so in our face uh, with the things that we are seeing, the things that shouldn't be happening that are happening, the things that haven't happened that should happen. And we're so smitten with that, we're not seeing what's really going on. Let's go to John uh, 12, 32. This is Jesus. And he is, he might know. <laughs> okay. And he says, and I, if I'm lifted up from the earth, will draw all people, all things to myself. He's drawing all people. There's not a people. There's not a person, even the, um, the nastiest. He's drawing to himself. Who do you think is going to win this? Okay. Who, who do you think is going, how, how long in, in the span of eternity, if we, especially if we think that, wow, you know, even when we die, uh, we're all being conformed into the image of Christ. Love is a consuming fire. God is a consuming fire. He consumes everything that's not of love's kind. Conformity to the image of Christ. How masterful do you think God is in having us resonate with who we are, made, created in the image and likeness of love to bring us back to our original design? Um, Wow. Uh, and it's interesting. I guess uh, I was hearing um, uh, uh, Brad Jerzak talk about Paul who said this drawing, uh, and I haven't looked this up myself, So, but I'm they're uh, integrous people. He said this word drawing is like the dragnet of, of, of pulling the fish to... Um, to the boat, right? And so if he's, if he's like going to drag you, so love is like, you know what? You're not going to be able to, um, to deny love, deny the fullness of who you are in your original design for eternity. See, he's so masterful. He's able to do that. Let's go to John 17 too. Just as you gave him authority over all mankind so that, so that to all whom you have given him, he may give eternal life. So what is this concept? What is this? Uh, it's all mankind. Here are the alls. How sweeping. Like, it, it, so, so if it's all mankind, it's not just keeping you from a total conscious torment. No, this is keeping you from the conscious torment that you're feeling. Now, he's drawing you to himself. He's redeeming all things. Romans 15, uh, 5, 18. So then as through one offense, the result was the condemnation to all mankind. So also through one act of righteousness, the result was justification of life to all mankind. See, as he's drawing to himself, he's healing whatever does not look like him, does not look like love. So sickness and disease, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, um, 
Uh, depression, yes. Poverty, yes. Lack, yes. All of that. Okay. Let's go to, um, Romans 11, 32, 36. For God has shut up all in disobedience so that he may show mercy to all. I love this. So this is where, honestly, the people that are so into this justice thing, like, and, and justice is a, an expression of mercy, but guess what, of love, but guess what? Mercy triumphs over judgment. For from him and through him to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Let it be established. And we say, yes, let's go to Philippians 2, 9 through 11. I'm just poom, 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 poom just throwing these scriptures at you because what what's happening as we're looking at this, God is drawing us. We're looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of faith. And we're looking at him as in a mirror. We're being transfigured. We're being lifted up in that place and being conformed into the image of Christ. So I'm going to keep on going because you might get happy by the end of this, or you might be happy now. I vote for both. Okay. Philippians 2, 9 through 11. For this reason, also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name so that the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth just in case we thought we might miss a spot no God misses no spot you know we're not like Jesus missed a spot no it's not happening and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father Oh, let's go to Colossians 1, one of my happy chapters in uh, the Bible. Let's go to verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Isn't that beautiful? I just have to like pause for a second and just be happy about that. If Christ as your elder brother is the firstborn of all creation, he's the uncreated, but it is the firstborn in, in the flesh of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authority. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things. Listen, before there was death, yeah, he was before all that. Before there was destruction, yeah, he was before all that. Before there was poverty and cancer and lack and wars and COVID and political fallout and oppression and rape and pick a pick a gross card any card yeah he was before all that he is before all things and him in him all things hold together isn't that good to know that you're being held together by him because sometimes it feels like wow okay it's like i'm like <laughs> i got a word that I was carrying a bunch of oranges and I just couldn't handle all the oranges and they were dropping. It's like, I can't, I can't hold all this together. <sighs> I don't have to. God is holding all these things. He is before all things and in him, all things hold together and through him to reconcile all things to himself. He is the ultimate reconciler whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through him, uh, through the blood of his cross. You know, God paid a price, all God, not just Jesus, but God the Father, God the Son, God Holy Spirit. Trinity paid a price to redeem his creation that insisted on going astray. Um, let's go to Hebrews 1, 2. In these last days uh, has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed as heir of all things through him, he also made the world. So God is it, it, like Christ is the final answer, right? And then I, I had to save this 
mother of a scripture for last because it's, oh my God, it's the, it's, it's the frosting. It's the cake. It's the egg that holds the cake together. It's everything. Let's go. First Corinthians 15, 28, uh, 22 through 28. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive. Okay. So let me just, this quick quiz, quick quiz. Let's see. So in Adam, which human being was created and born that was not in Adam? I think we can agree we're all, this is all human beings. Okay. So just as that, just as that is a re experiential reality, so also cry in Christ, all will be made alive. All. So how, how good is God at the all thing? All will be made. There is hope for every single human being, but each in his own order, Christ, the first fruits. After that, those who are Christ at his coming. Okay. Um, let's keep on going. Then comes the end. So he brings all creation back to himself, all that were in Adam back to himself. When he hands over the kingdom to our God and father who has abolished all rule and authority and power, you know, so death. Yeah. Like death is going to talk back to God. Like that's going to happen. Right. Cancer, um, wars, um, depravity, sex trade, decay, destroy. you pick a card, any card, poverty. For he must reign until he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be abolished is death. Boy, if he can handle death, he can handle any other mess that we have gotten ourselves into. For he has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when he says all things are put in subjected, it is clear this excludes the father. Well, ding, da, ding, ding. Uh, when all things are subjected to him, then the son himself will also be subjected to the one who subjected all things to him so that God may be all in all. Now, when I say that, it's very important that we recognize something. Christ is puts himself in subjection under his father. And guess what? Oh my goodness. Love, right? The person of love, other giving love, subjects unto one another. We submit to one another in love. And so does the Trinity. So it's not like a hierarchy, God, the father with God, the son, and then God, the Holy Spirit. This is not it, but we they subject themselves to one another, which is what love does. Love serves. So all of it will be brought under the umbrella of God. And you know, it's not like God has separated himself from his creation. And now, now, you know, he's like, okay, now I can handle you now because you said a prayer. No, this is God. This is us awakening to the fact that this is what's going on. So who's going to win this? Who's going to win this? Is our stubbornness going to, going to like hold out against God? Is our, um, our depraved fallen ways of being, our blindness, uh, our, our, our distortions, our wickedness going to be able to hold out against God? I don't think so. Particularly since, wow, if I make my bed in the midst of hell, even you are there. So even those that are experiencing hell in the yucky here and now and in, in, uh, in post-mortem, right? If you've got love as a consuming fire that's there, how masterful is he, love never fails, at drawing all things to himself, at pulling on the resonance of original design. It's like, Hitler, I created you in my original likeness. Now you did this and that's going to burn up. That's going to be a hellish experience. That is a hellish experience. But the burning up is what redeems, right? 
And so the conformity into the image of Christ, who is love, reigns supreme. See, God is doing all these things. And as we're submitting unto him, as we're submitting to the process in ourselves, we're being transfigured into the image of Christ. And as sons and daughters, as we're being transfigured into the image of Christ, creation is released from its bondage. This is what God is doing. So in our question, what are you doing? Well, go inside and ask the Lord, what are you doing in me? Because that is your territory that you have. That's your metron that you have the most authority and power. And as that, as that expression of who you are in him is, is, is manifested from the inside out, working out our salvation with fear and trembling fear because we're holy. It's a holy thing. You don't treat it lightly. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's a, a gorgeous, beautiful thing. Um, we're working that out from the inside out. Uh, our salvation is manifested and we're released from bondage. Creation is released from bondage. And then we come together and we have a synergy that's happening as people are awakening to who they are with him. And it causes us to transcend the yucky here and now to resonate with the beauty and the power and the authority and the might and the dominion of a God that's drawing all things to himself. Whoo, baby. So all of these scriptures, um, look these up, meditate on them. This is what God is doing. He will have his way. Love will have his way. He will. And he is. And so we get to participate as sons and daughters created in the image and likeness of love in the drawing of all things to himself. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you today. Have a great day. Love you. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.